What's going on, everybody? Like I said in the Instagram video and the Twitter video, uh, got a second episode for this week uh, for the Murfanko experience. Unfortunately, Murph can't be with us today. Uh, he's a little busy, had some things come up. Um, but like I said, we have Owen Kellington on the show, and uh, we're, I'm super pumped to get to know the kid and see, see what he has to say. So, Owen, how you doing, man? And uh, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not a problem, man. Um, so, you know, how I like to usually start everything is I like to get to know the actual person, not just the player. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, growing up in the New England States, Vermont to be particular, um, it's not like a mecca of uh, baseball, I guess you could say. So yeah. what exactly was it about baseball that you fell in love with up there? Um. See, I like growing up, I played tons of different sports. Like I played soccer, I played football, played golf, played basketball, hockey, like I played everything. Mm. Um, so I, I was always playing lots of sports. Um, baseball was always one that I played throughout my whole life. Um, and I guess I just like, <clears throat> as I got older, I kept playing baseball and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, every, every weekend, I, my dad and be out there for hours and, and hours training. So um I just I guess I just I just really fell in love with baseball and and the intricacies of the game and and all that kind of thing um and at the end there I was only playing uh baseball and uh, basketball um so I guess that it was just kind of the one that that I enjoyed playing the most and and that I was the best at so okay okay now you mentioned you played basketball uh what what yeah. position did you play were you the point guard what were you uh I was kind of like a, a guard forward kind of hybrid Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm like six, two. So in Vermont, there's that's, you're considered one of the bigger guys. So. Okay. So you, what, you play, the, play the three and the two. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, now, you know, go, coming back to baseball, um, were, were there any, uh, like, were you a Red Sox fan? Was there a particular player you modeled your game after, or was it just like you love baseball in general? Um, so I've, I always grew up a Yankees fan. Um, my dad, my dad is huge Yankees fan. Um, so I, uh, I just grew up a Yankees fan. Um, and my mom, she's from outside of Boston. So she is a Red Sox fan. So it's an interesting, interesting dynamic there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always just been a Yankees fan because my dad was, um, and I mean, I I love watching tons of Yankee pitchers. I remember Andy Pettit, Mike Messina, um, when I was like really young and then, more recently, I was a big fan of Tanaka. I love Tanaka. Um, Severino, Garrett Cole, all those guys. Uh, I love watching them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Garrett Cole, the pirate connection, you know, former yeah. pirate. So uh, mm-hmm. exciting stuff to hear, man. Um, that's actually an interesting dynamic, the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. Uh, my cousin, yeah. she's um, she's from New York, and so is her husband. And uh, mm-hmm. my cousin's a Boston Red Sox fan, and her husband's a Yankees fan. So it's always hell when... I see them online. So I totally get the dynamic. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you said you played baseball throughout your whole life and I'm sure you played Mm -hmm. travel ball and, you know, growing up in a cold state, you know, did you travel to warmer States to just get more innings or, you know, was it just, you know, you played in the summer and you off season in the winter? Um, So there was a couple of times, like I I went to Florida a couple of times, went to Georgia once, Um, but it was kind of like, um, my dad and me kind of like decided, um, that I was kind of gonna, 
prioritize development over pl- actually playing like baseball. Like, I mean, I could I could have gone down to Florida or Georgia, um, played in like late into the fall and maybe some tournaments in the winter and stuff. But we kind of thought that taking that time off from throwing, kind of saving my arm and making being sure I, I make strides in the weight room and in other aspects of my game. Um, we kind of felt that that was more important than me actually playing, um, playing and, and getting innings and stuff. I mean, I got plenty of innings playing summer, spring and summer ball. Um, and I, I played fall ball. It just is not as extended up here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, we just decided that development was, was number one priority. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, kind of stemming off of that, um, do you think there is – a disadvantage or an advantage to, uh, you know, guys growing up in cold weather States, or do you think it's just depends on the person? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think it's definitely a disadvantage in terms of the competition you'll see. I mean, there are some good cold weather States, but I mean, the best baseball States in the country are Georgia, Florida, Texas, um, yeah. like the California. Um, so there's definitely that kind of disadvantage, but, um, I think being able to kind of deal with it um, and actually taking a break from throwing is, is actually pretty beneficial. Um, I'd always take a substantial amount of time off. Um, and I think that really helped me stay healthy and, and kind of, I don't know, improve my, myself rather than just throwing. So I, I think it can be, it can go either way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. On that. Um, now, <laughs> I was reading some stuff about you, man, in, in high school, and I, the numbers just were insane to me. You know, a .22 ERA in 49 innings, and you struck out 133 batters. Uh, mm. what, 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 what happened there, man? What, what, did, did, that, that's just not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much sums up Vermont baseball. Um, it's like, uh, I, I know I was, I was talking to a couple of scouts, and they are saying that Vermont's for them, at least, probably the worst worst baseball state in the country. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a it's not the best competition, um, but I, I find ways to challenge myself and kind of um, kind of set a goal for myself of how many how many hits, which usually should be zero against the competition I was playing against, and an amount of runs through the season and stuff. So I was able to stay competitive and kind of make it like a challenge for me, work on my pitches and everything. So yeah, yeah, okay. Um, now. Um, draft is still kind of fresh for a lot of, a lot of people in their heads. Um, so let's talk about your draft story a little bit here. Um, first, you know, has it settled in yet that you're a professional baseball player yet? Um, a little bit. It kind of hits me every once in a while. I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, wow, it's like, I'm actually a professional baseball player. That's crazy. Um, but it settled a little bit more than it was. I think right when it, like a couple of days after the draft, um, it wasn't really hitting me. I kind of, I kind of didn't really understand it and stuff, but now that I've been down here training and stuff, it's, it's finally hitting me and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now Ben Charrington, he has some new England roots, grew up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, yep. So what was the conversation like with him, you know, going into draft day and after draft day, like what, what actually was said to you personally? Um, not too much from Charrington. Um, I didn't really talk to Charrington. I think I talked to him once or twice before the draft. And then I talked to him after I got drafted. Um, but I guess the conversation, I mean, I got didn't know where they were, where they valued, valued me before the draft. Um, I mean, I, I didn't really have any idea. I knew they liked me, um, but I didn't know like where they valued me or where they were thinking of maybe taking me. 
Yeah. Um, so I was kind of out of the loop on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now it took you a little while to sign, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Okay. Um, what exactly was the turning point for you to say, okay, here's the dotted line. Let me sign it. You know, was there a certain person that talked to you? Was it just instinct? You know, what exactly went into that process? Um, I mean, I, I, so I was committed to UConn. Um, right. I mean, I, I, it would have been a much easier decision if UConn wasn't such a great place and such a, uh, such a great coaching staff. I mean, I, I loved, uh, the campus I loved the academics I mean I, I love the coaching staff I love Penders and Mac and Oregon um I mean I had great conversations with them and I loved when I went to visit there um so I, I knew either way I was going to make like a good decision I knew I couldn't really go wrong um but there was kind of like a point in the draft I think it was um so the Braves thought they were going to take me in the third round um and they ended up passing on me and that was kind of the point where like after they passed me I'm kind of like yeah I think I think I want to play professional baseball. Like, like this is kind of like where, where I want to be. Um, and so that was kind of like the turning point. And then um, I, I didn't sign until I, it was the second to last day or the last day or something. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was just like, they were just working like some stuff around. Um, and uh, I, I was like the last one to sign, I guess, I guess it was just how, how it went. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of, when they drafted me, I kind of made my mind up already, but it just took a little bit longer to, to kind of come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now th- there's a lot of talk with the, the high school kids and the younger kids in general that the pirates drafted um, and the kind of, you know, the Snapchat group that they had and just uh, the, the fun and the excitement that uh, everyone brought to the table. Um, what's your relationship with guys like Chandler and Salamedo and, and things of that sort? Yeah. I mean, the guys in this year's draft class are some of my best friends. I mean, um, just this past couple of weeks, me, Anthony, and Bubba were in the pitcher's camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, we hung out like 24-7. Like, we, we were together every day of the pitcher's camp. Like, we were in the same group training, too. So, we trained together, and then we went went back and, and played golf or, or went out to eat or something or whatever. But we were just always together. Um, I mean, I'm super close with them. Uh, A.J. Graham, he was – I met him actually in Pittsburgh for the first time. Um, and yeah. then we were roommates for the first couple months that I was here. And I mean, I'm really close with him, Lonnie and Braylon. They're both um, super close with me too. Um, I mean, I just like the group as a whole is great. I mean, we're, we're from all different parts of the country, but we're, we're super close and we have a great relationship with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're from, uh, you know, pretty North up there in the country. And, you yeah. know, we talked about how Vermont isn't the greatest state for baseball. Um, but what, what does it feel like to be representing Vermont? Because I mean, you're the highest drafted high school kid from there ever. Yeah. So what, what does that mean for you and your family? I mean, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. Um, just being able to, to say that and being able to represent a state that's not usually known for baseball. Um, I mean, I think the best part about it for me is, I mean, people have come up to me in Vermont and, and said that their kids getting back into baseball or that their young kids are getting into baseball because they saw me play. And that's just like, that's like so unreal for me. So I think that's probably the coolest part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I bet that can be like super humbling for you to hear oh, yeah. like you're an inspiration to a kid and like you think to yourself, you know, pro baseball players were an inspiration to me and I can be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, man. 
Um, so let's get into your pitches and, and your style per se. Um, what exactly do you bring to the table as of now in terms of your tool belt? Um, and, you know, what are you working on in terms of mechanics? Okay. Um, so basically, I throw four pitches. I got a four-seam fastball, um, curveball, slider, and changeup. Mm-hmm. Um, my curveball is my best pitch. Um, and then my fastball is also pretty good. I, I think one of the reasons I was valued where I was is because of my vertical break on my fastball. Um, I, I get I average like over 20 inches of vertical break. Um, and that I don't know if you know what vertical break is, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a big part of my uh, of me as a pitcher is being able to to spin the ball really well. Um, I, I get high high reps per minute on my my uh, my fastball, my curveball, my slider. Um, so I'm kind of a, a high spin rate guy. Um, fastball up in the zone, curveball down. Um, my slider, I just started throwing about a year and a half ago. Um, it's kind of like my curveball is my best pitch, and my slider is kind of like a different look. Um, okay. It's a little more sweeping, a little bit, a little bit harder. Um, and so I'll throw it like I, I, I have a little bit better control of it in my curveball. So I'll throw that if I need a strike with a breaking pitch um, or just to give batters a different look. Um, and then my changeup, I've really, really improved my changeup over the last year, especially since I've been in pro ball. Um, my changeup's gotten a lot better already. Uh, I mean, I'll throw that to lefties, sometimes ready on righty changeups. Um, just depends. Um, now, what what are your velos sitting at right now, man? What's what's your fastball at? Um, so my last my last pen um, before I got we got like shut down for for a couple of weeks was uh I was like ninety two ninety three. Mm-hmm. Um, my fastball uh, seventy eight to eighty on my curveball. Um, around eighty with my slider, and my changeup was like eighty three eighty four. Okay, so what about ninety two, ninety three on the fastball? You said yep. some uh, some rise to it, so it comes mm-hmm. out the hitter. I like that, man. Um, now, are you working on ramping up the fastball at all, or are you comfortable where where, where it's at? I mean, I'm always I'm always looking to get better and and, and gain velocity. I know ninety two, ninety three is not like that's not my 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 peak. Is it, I, I know I can throw harder, and I know if I if I put on a little more muscle. Um, and work my mechanics a little bit, um, and just I mean, I throwing more. I think since I, I will be throwing more than I have in past years. I think um, just that'll help in terms of of getting my velocity up. So no, okay. I definitely am not satisfied at at where I am now. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a good answer, man. People are going to get excited about hearing that. Just so you know. <laughs> um, so you know, let, let's get into your mechanics a little bit. Um, what exactly have you know, the pitching coordinators and the pitching coaches uh, at the Get Better Camp um, said to you particularly on what you need to work on in terms of your mechanics? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's been a little bit like brief. I think they want they don't want to do too much to our mechanics before even pitching games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been little tweaks here and there. Um, Coach Hop, uh, Hopper, he's a uh, he's been kind of getting me to kind of stay stacked a little bit more on my front side because I have a tendency to kind of lean back and maybe maybe come open a little bit early. So he's just been telling me to stay stacked. Um, I mean, all the drills we do. Um, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm super into mechanics, um, and I'll, I'll watch tons of video, um, like tread athletics and uh, driveline and top velocity and all those videos on mechanics. So 
Um, I mean, I've been studying mechanics for three, four years, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty well versed on it. And I, I think once I start throwing games, I'll get a little bit more from, from the coaches in terms of what I need to work on. Um, but yeah, right now it's just kind of staying stacked and, and that's pretty much the extent. Okay. Um, now, now one, one question I'm really interested in hearing or answer I'm inter- interested in hearing. Um, you, you obviously didn't get a lot of guys that would give up hits. You, you wouldn't give up a lot of hits. Um, yeah. So how comfortable are you in working from the stretch? Because that could be a big difference with pitchers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm not like, I mean, obviously I haven't pitched in the stretch a lot, but I think I'm pretty comfortable in it. Um, I mean, I played travel ball where um, I still did well, but people still got on base. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I have some experience with it. I mean, um, pitched at the combine, had to pitch from the stretch a little bit there. It's, I think I'll, I I don't, I'm not too, too worried about it. um, Cause I think once I get in the stretch, I'll be fine. I'm, I won't be focused on it, but I think I'll be okay. Have there been talks of where they want you to start 2022? You know, has it been, okay, you're going to start the FCL. Have they given you a place? They have not. Um, and they haven't, they haven't given anyone a place yet. Any, any of the high school guys a place yet, I don't think. Okay. Because um, I think prop, if I had to guess, some of it has to do with how we do in spring training and instruction stuff. Right. Um, so, no, we, we don't really have any idea of where we'll start yet. Okay. All right. Um, one of the last questions I have for you is, you know, kind of cliche in a way. You mentioned how your curveball is your best pitch. Now, game on the line, you need you need an out. Is your curveball the one you're going to throw? Full count, the, the whole nine yards. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it, it kind of depends on the situation and the hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if the hitter's been – curveball or, or knows a curveball is coming then I probably won't throw a curveball let's uh, say it's Acuna it's Acuna <laughs> I, I mean I he's a pretty good curveball hitter but I still probably throw a curveball okay um all right <laughs> yeah I mean that's the pitch I'm most confident in in terms of getting it out Bryce Harper too maybe a, maybe a change up to Harper because he's a lefty okay but uh right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. all right man and 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 the last question I have for you you know it deals with goals and and what and what you want to happen for 2022 yeah. um so w- what exactly have you laid out for attainable goals to you know achieve you know what's number one on your list um I mean I just want to get batters out I mean I think that's kind of like a uh whatever like obviously that's that's your goal but I mean, I, I, I haven't experienced like a pro ball season yet. So I don't, I have some idea what to expect, but I don't really know, know what. So I'm kind of just going with it right now. Um, I mean, I want to, I want to get batters out at each level I get to. Um, and I mean, I just want to, I want to improve um, this season, whether it be um, my slider gets a little bit better. Um, I get an uptick in velocity. My mechanics improve a little bit. I, I just like my arm feels better. Um, whatever it may be, I just want to improve in, in those aspects in, in some way. Um, and then I think I'll, I'll have more obtainable and kind of like clear goals when the season starts and I kind of see what, what my, my path will be. Um, but for right now, I just, I just want to improve in, in those little, little facets of my game. All right. All right. Very good, man. Um, you know, I, I, 
like I said, man, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, you're the first uh, high school kid out of the draft class I've been able to talk to. Um, Hopefully I can get Braylon on. I've been talking to Braylon, so hopefully we can get him on the show. Yeah. Um, But man, this has been a pleasure. Uh, Now I know a lot more about you. Like I said, not a Mm -hmm. lot of people knew about you coming into the drafts in terms of fans. Um, So super happy to get to know you, man. You you seem like a great dude. Um, Thank you. I hope to have you on the show again, uh, maybe next year at some point, but um, that's going to do it, man. And, and uh, if you have any questions, let me know, Uh, you know, I'll tag you on Instagram and stuff so you can listen to the episode tomorrow or whatever. Um, Just share it with your friends and family, get, get, get some buzz with the show and uh, sounds good. All right, man. You have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Not a problem, man. Later. See ya. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Owen Kellington seems like a really humble kid. Seems really cool. Um, you know, I'm I'm really happy that we got a chance to you know hear about his mechanics and his uh, velocities, uh, his pitches. Um, like I was saying, talking to him, not a lot of people knew about him. You know, he wasn't uh, you know highly ranked in a lot of areas. Uh, from what I understand, he had a pretty good showcase. Um, kind of got teams looking at him a little more um from what i've seen very few videos i've seen his curveball does look like it's legit um hopefully we get to see this with real competition um like he said not a lot of competition up in vermont um which is why he had a 0.22 era and 140 some strikeouts something ridiculous like 90 percent of his outs were strikeouts um so it's a little skewed, folks, uh, in terms of uh, real competition there, apparently. Um, but Ben Charrington saw something. He saw something. Maybe it was because he's from New Hampshire and he has a soft spot for the kid. I, I don't know. I, I, I know I do. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do um, in the 2022 season. I've highlighted him several times now uh, to watch out for him. You know, 18 years old. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I want to see where he starts first off. I want to see how he does in spring training and instructs. Um, hopefully I can get in somewhere and have someone, you know, give me the rundown. Um, really excited guys. Um, I'm really sad Murph couldn't be here today. Uh, me and Murph talked about Kellington a lot on top of Lonnie White. Uh, Lonnie's my Murph's big bears dude, man. Lon- Lonnie's big bears dude. Um, I don't blame him. Kid's got a smooth swing. Uh, I, I'd really like to see him and uh, Owen like face each other. That, that'd be pretty cool. Just see a little face off. I'm sure they've done it. It's just not on video. So can't say it happened if it's not on video, right? You need proof. I don't know. But this episode has been uh, pretty damn good, guys. Despite Murph not being here, I'm pretty sad, like I said about it. But, you know, it is what it is. He's with us in spirit. Um, and I, I hope we did him proud today. I really do. Um, next Wednesday, the, the record session, we're going to be talking to RYP hitting uh, the main guy there. His name's Mark. Um, and he's been working with Jack Sawinski recently added to the 40 man roster for the pirates. So that's going to be a fun, fun show um, right before Christmas too. So 
maybe it's a Christmas uh, gift for you. I, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? But like I said, guys, we're having fun here. And all the support that you've given this podcast has been incredible, uh, despite how young the podcast is. Not a lot of uh, traction yet. There, there, There is some traction. You know, we, we got some connections, but it's got it's going to take some time. Um, but yeah, we appreciate the love. We appreciate the hell out of you and everything you've done for the podcast so far in terms of support. So we love you guys. And like, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for the episode. And I would really, really, really appreciate a follow on Twitter, uh, at Murphanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O. Or you could follow the Instagram account. I would really appreciate a follow on there. Um, it's at Murfanko underscore experience. Um, so definitely give both of those a follow. And, and, and if you're a super cool cat, I would definitely appreciate a follow from my man Murph, who's not here today. Like I said, at double underscore Murphy 88. And yeah, there's your follows. There's the only follows you need in your life. Uh, unless you follow, you know, close friends or whatever. But I would like to consider uh you know us being close friends because you're listening to us and obviously you like my terrible voice um and Murph's soothing voice I'm sorry I'm sorry it's just my terrible voice but guys we love you very very much like rate and subscribe the podcast wherever you get the podcast um so you don't miss an episode um yeah we love you guys and most importantly let's go bucks Thank you.